Welcome to Kick Back with Chris. Kick Back with Chris, the martial arts podcast. to you by Martialytics. Easy to use, super powerful management software for your martial arts school. Hey everybody, hope you've had a good Christmas and New Year. Chris here, kick back with Chris the Martial Arts Podcast, hope you're good. Yeah, so finally we've gotten around to doing this episode. Um, it's a bit of a funny period of time this sort of podcast, you know, that sort of Christmas New Year, New Year window where um, we've got a lot of people on downtime. Uh, a lot of instructors chilling, taking it easy. I know not everybody completely closes down and some people don't stop at all. But for me, for my school, this is our one, two year break of the year where we kind of had a have a complete reset. Uh, if there's anything I want to change, anything I want to implement, swap around a little bit, this is the time that we look to do it. Um, and with the podcast, uh, obviously, I like to give Matt the opportunity to have a break as well. Um, we don't typically record in this window, but I thought, you know, Given the fact that I've got all of these um, answers set, sent in, and some of them were recordings as well, um, from back when, if you remember, we did a draw for you know if, uh, people can send in their suggestions for the best episode, uh, best guest uh, over the last five year period of the podcast being in existence. Um, now, technically, into our sixth year with two thousand twenty four, um, so I'm going to go through some of those today. Uh, some good ones, um, some repeating things, some slightly unexpected things as well uh, and I'll obviously I'll talk about some of my favorite um, experiences um, but what, what I want to start off with first of all is um, I just wanted to go back through to, to the beginning of this podcast uh, I'm not going to dwell on this for too long but I remember first of all starting this out and being uh, a little bit unsure as to how it would be you know, accepted um, to what the interest would be whether I'd be even be able to um, keep up with it longer term. Um, and listening back to the first few episodes, it's actually quite interesting because, it, yeah, it's fair to say it's quite wooden. Um, I think I was trying to put across a professional vibe, um, wanting to sound um, crisp and perfect, you know, whereas now I just bang record and whatever falls out of my mouth is whatever falls out of my mouth uh it's what this podcast is about now basically it's not about perfection it's about giving an honest appraisal of myself and my experiences and you know um what i do with my martial arts school and you know how i yeah how i interact with how i am part of the wider martial arts community so yeah uh it's interesting looking back on those or listening back on those earlier episodes um it's really really quite funny actually because uh, um, <laughs> as people do they they leave reviews on on apple podcasts and um spotify if you can i don't even know if you can but um up until recently i'd never i'd actually honestly never really looked at them too much um, and there was one chap had left a review stating it was quite a recent review as well, uh, stating how um, he liked the podcast, but I spent too much time talking about events and stuff, and I forgot that back in the earlier episodes I did actually used to do that. I used to have a portion of the episode um, designated to talking about people's events. I was a bit soft, really. I was sort of providing a free notice board to everybody to, you know, I was just trying to do a nice thing, I guess. Um, but then, you know, what I didn't take into account was that people would then listen to the podcasts, you know, months, years down the line, and they'd be listening to 15, 20 minutes of me waffling on about events that happened years ago. <laughs> and I was like, ah. Um, now, actually, as it would happen, 
that was uh, a section of the podcast that after a little while I did remove uh, I did take it out because well for, the, for those obvious reasons really I, it it didn't really seem to make sense to be talking about events and stuff that were only relevant to that really small window of time but hey, you live and learn don't you uh, but yeah going back through some of the episodes you know um, I know I've already mentioned this on uh, previous match episodes as well but you know um the the Jackie Chan special the um Mark Dacasco special the Van Damme specials were all fun episodes for me because I got to geek out a little bit you know martial arts movies were a massive part of of who I was growing up and into my 20s and um you know even even at the time when I opened my school you know there were it was a it was a big part of who I was uh, and getting to sort of pay homage to to geek out a little bit about these people that influenced me was was really cool. Now, the logistical experience, the producing side of it was less fun because, let's be honest, martial artists are some of the hardest bunch of people to actually get to commit to things. Um, very quick to, to, to want to help, but then not always so quick to actually be forthcoming with that help that they've offered. I'll just be honest. It's, it's, I'm not sort of pigeonholing everybody with that but you know it has been my experience that when i ask for you know can people do this or that you know and oh yeah yeah i'll do it i'll do it i'll do it and then days and weeks later you're badgering people like crazy and obviously with those episodes and the cobra kai episodes as well the specials did for that you know they do really heavily rely on listener interaction and you know getting people to commit to that interaction is sometimes a little bit difficult now not everybody you know um some people are a little bit better with it than others, but you know, it's just yeah, it's just the way these things go. Um, I also um, really enjoyed the uh, Alfie Lewis episode that I did as well because I know that that was a bit of a a, a polarizing one in that you know it's martial arts industry. You know, there's going to be people that are going to be overjoyed that I've had him on, and there's going to be some people that were less than happy that I had him on, and that's just that's just the way it goes. You know, to a certain degree, it's with all guests. You know, but that one was really enjoyable in that um i was incredibly nervous going into it for whatever reason and um it ended up being one of the most relaxing enjoyable interviews that i ever did um i also enjoyed uh, having rob on from mcdojo life we had him on twice because the first time i managed to bodge it up it'd been the pro that he is he didn't say anything the whole time but then when i listened back to it i realized that uh, the entire audio from the interview was captured from the webcam microphone that was actually, for some reason, still plugged in around the back of my computer, put under my desk because I didn't use it. Um, <laughs> it'll have been there from a Skype session or something, and I just flicked it off the top of the monitor and forgotten it was still plugged in at the back. And um, for whatever reason, the system that I was using defaulted to the microphone on that webcam and it sounds as if I'm a mile and a half away when I'm doing the interview. But he very kindly came back on again, and we did a follow-up interview um, with my microphone actually switched on on my desk. Um, and that was a really enjoyable episode. It was nice. You know, the logistics of getting the timings right for somebody abroad is is, is pretty tricky sometimes, I'll be honest. Um, but it was nice to have him on because, you know, he obviously... From time to time, we do talk about you know standards in the industry and um, talking about all manner of of, of, of different uh, polarizing subjective subjects, should we say? 
um, where people don't always agree on. But with Rob, you know, he goes full on in on the whole McDojo um, thing, and not just from a, a business perspective, but mainly from a sort of dodgy practices angle. And if you've not seen his YouTube channel, you know, he is ruthless. You know, no holds barred with that guy. Uh, and it was really interesting to have him on to talk a little bit about his. You know his experience in the martial arts growing up, what how it influenced him and his decisions, and what he does nowadays, and obviously the project that he's got going on now. He's just, I don't, I think they finished it now, but they were in the process of producing a documentary, and they actually went, you know, as far as I know, they actually went and confronted some of these people as well. And I mean, crazy, crazy. I mean, fair play to him, you know, um, and not something that I'd want to be doing, you know, for all the legalities and things in, in you know. <laughs> Especially in America, in this day and age, with uh, you know, sorry to any of my American friends, but the the, the, the idea, the the vision that we have looking in is that you guys sue each other left, right, and centre, and you know, um, wow, you know, fair play to him, fair play to him. But yeah, that was an enjoyable episode as well. But anyway, enough of me waffling about what I like or didn't like. In fact, didn't like. Were there some that I didn't like? You know, do, do you know what at the. T- mm, yeah, there were. I'm not going to go saying which because I don't want to cause drama. But um, there were some episodes that, looking back on it now, if I could have not done them, I would have not done them. Um, in hindsight, you know, <laughs> yeah. Given given the situation with certain people now having criminal convictions, you know, if you could go back and not do those interviews, and absolutely you wouldn't. But for some of the other ones. People that maybe projected themselves as being something that wasn't really who they were. They, it was, you know, they were using the podcast to their own ends, which is, you know, to a certain. I suppose it's part of the course, isn't it? You know, it's all part and parcel. But if I could have not given them their forty-five minutes of airtime, you know, back then I suppose I was trying to get the podcast off the ground, and it was a case of. Whoever would say they'd do it, yeah, let's do it. You know, whereas nowadays it's less of an issue. But um, yeah, if I could go back and maybe not have those people on, I would. But you know, I didn't know at the time. Anyway, enough about that. So what I'm going to do because I've not I, part of when I um, put this call out, I did actually put on the post. You know, only reply or send me information if you're happy to be mentioned on the show. But what I'm going to do is I'm just going to use first names. All right, um, just to cover myself in that respect. So, anyway, the first one that I'm going to read out comes from David. Now, actually, what I will say is, before I read these out or play them, um, some of them are really, really long and some of them really short, and that's cool. It doesn't really make any difference either way. It is what it is. Uh, I hate that saying. I don't even know why I said that. Anyway, this is one of the shorter ones. So I'll start. It's actually a two-part one. So David says, hello, love the show. Thank you, David. Uh, the Damien Harfield episode has been my favourite episode. And then I asked him in reply, you know, it's cool, any reason why? And he said, it's just like the stupid conversations. <laughs> Very entertaining. Also listening to a different martial artist business owner, or sorry, also listening to a different martial arts business owner's view on things. Yeah, and and that's, it's kind of why I did this new format with the, I know I've not done so many of them. That was always the case. I didn't want it to be something that I felt I had to do constantly just as and when I wanted to do them. Um, and they're not interviews, they're conversations. Uh, and when Damien came on, it was just that. We were talking about coffee and computer games and franchising and all sorts of different things. Um, 
And yeah, we did. We just had a bit of a, you know, as he said, <laughs> David says it, stupid conversations, you know. And obviously, the the party says in listening to different martial arts business owners' views on things. Look, one of the things that I've said or aim to do from the outset, you know, obviously we have Matt Chapman come on, who it is fair to say he is a, you know, a martial arts business expert. But one of the things that I've always liked to put across is that, you know, and I think. If you've listened to this podcast for long enough, if you've you know if you stuck with us, if you're another fifteen people that stuck with us, um, uh, you know, and that was a joke by the way. Um, it's more than that; it's sixteen at least. But um, no, joking aside, you know, I I'm honest. You know, um, now this is not me having a dig, or if anybody starts trying to say, "Oh, he's having a poke at people," um, I kind of guess I am, but I'm not as well. You know, there's a lot of podcasts out there that portray the whole. To be successful, you must be like me. You must do what I say. You must listen to me. And that's not what I'm about. That's not what this podcast is about. That's not what the Matt Chat episode's about. You know, we'll share our experience. There's countless times when Matt comes on and he says, oh, you know, you should do these things, you do things, and I'll be the first one to go, well, I don't do that. Uh, Maybe I should do that, but I don't do that. Um, You know, and what I like to do with this, this, this podcast is just to be honest to share my experiences. Am I the best in martial arts business? Absolutely not. But have I had a martial arts, a full-time martial arts school for 21 years? Yeah. You know, going into our 22nd year. And I'm, whether I'm getting things right, wrong, or whatever, the fact that the school's been around full-time six days a week for 20 into its 22nd year, I like to think that kind of gives me some sort of... <laughs> permission to speak on things and 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 you know have an opinion and and help people if they need it um yeah so that you know just you know and i just kind of got off on a tangent there from what david said but it's just on the subject of you know listening to different martial arts business owners views on things you know myself and damien are very different people at different points in our professional journey he has uh, multiple sort of satellite schools rather than a full-time school he's looking at franchise he is actually franchising his business model at the moment i run a single full-time martial arts school which i will never franchise that's not something that i would want to get into for various reasons it's just not my bag you know but everyone's different and that's the cool thing about it you know as you say listening to different views from different people right so i'm gonna look for another one here that i can read because i've got some audio ones as well so the next one is going to be from our long-time supporter and listener, Max, who says, Hi, sir. He's always so polite. I've always liked that. He's technically my senior, but he's always been so polite. Anyway, it says, Hi, sir. My favourite episode so far was the Jackie Chan episode. I loved the way the music kicked in at the start of the episode. I thought I knew everything about Jackie Chan, but I learned a lot from the podcast episode. Well, that's really cool. and, and you know, That's really nice of you to say. You know, um... I actually list, I actually posted that one in the uh, private group not long ago, which if you're not part of, come and get involved in. If you just search for Kickback with Chris and Marshall, that's podcast on Facebook, you'll find the like page and then you should find a private group. Join the group. Um, it's it set to private just to keep the wallies out, basically. Um, but there's a good 800 and something people in there. You know, come, come and join in. Also, you know, the conversation. Anyway, little plug. But I posted that one. And what I didn't realise was it was one of the earlier episodes before I had the proper theme tune music um, put together. It was actually one that I made myself with 
with me like welcome to kick back with Chris. like it's this really monotone voice at the start that I actually forgot that I did you know when I was doing it myself you know I didn't know how to do all that sort of thing but anyway still don't know to be fair but yeah that's at the start and then it does it, it I forgot that it kicks into the uh, it's police story the theme from police story that I use um and it's synonymous with Jackie Chan that you hear that theme if you're a Hong Kong movie fan or a Jackie Chan fan and you hear the police story theme it's just like one of those themes, you know, like Karate Kid theme and um, Airwolf. I know it's not a martial arts film, but you know, like Knight Rider. There's certain themes that you hear and it's like, oh, yeah, it brings back all these memories. And hearing the police story theme, it just reminds me of much simpler times in life, um, you know, watching it on VHS. And uh, that's why I use that theme at the start, because I think it, it means a lot of different things to different people. As Mike said, uh, he loved the way the music kicked in at the start of the episode. Um but yeah, that was that was one of the that was one of the more fun episodes. All right, so the next one we're going to go to is from another long, long time listener of the show. Somebody who always gets involved with everything that we do as well. It's our good friend Baz. Hi, this is Baz Chilia from Bratman Kickboxing Club. Uh, I've pretty much listened to every single episode. Um, well, I think one of the most important impactful episodes was the Gary Turner um, one about head trauma probably changed the way I teach probably changed a lot of things in the club um, that was probably the most impactive uh, enjoyable yeah. yeah it was enjoyable but obviously it realized how we need to change things and um, it did change a lot uh, I did enjoy the John Claude Van Damme episode uh that was really really good um but uh, yeah i think the gary turner one's got to be the the standout one for me oh the alfie lewis one that was good that was good too um but yeah yeah well done on over a hundred episodes um yeah where most don't get to 10 and thank you oh cheers bass that's really nice of you to say and yeah, you know, obviously you just touched on the Alfie Lewis episode, I just mentioned that in the Van Damme episode, but the Gary Turner episode, absolutely, that was that was one of those episodes where I had people contacting me from both sides of the fence following that one. Um, for me, I have to be honest, it really, really changed the way I ran or run my, my classes. Um, more so the kids' classes, if I'm honest. Um and it's whew, how do I say it um, it's changed the way I look about how I run not only my sparring classes but my classes as a whole you know um, it's I'm not one of those instructors to do things or one of those people I should say to do things a certain way just because that's the way I was showing it um if I was still doing some of the things that we used to do in classes when I was a kid, my days, there was some absolute madness, ridiculousness. But with the sparring thing, you know, it was we. When I was training as was a kid, we was it was fairly heavy sparring. But in my teens and as as an adult, the the school that I was part of was how do I say it? More of a sort of a family martial arts setup, I guess. Uh, of which you know. There are a lot of these days, so yeah, we did have hard sparring sessions, but it was there was a, a much broader range of people in there that you know, some of which were apps ranging from people that wanted to take your head off through to people that just 
were petrified of the idea of sparring uh, and then everything in between um so we had a sort of a rounded training process in that respect but with my school it's a very you know it's a fairly similar thing now but i take a much more cautious view um with sparring now you know um and there's all this conflicts and information about head guards about them being you should have them about them actually making things worse you know uh, if you've not actually listened to the episode with gary turner it's well worth a listen regardless of you know where you stand with your martial arts training and teaching and coaching and um and different methods that you use it is well worth listening to just to arm yourself with the knowledge it's not it's not to say that you know, I think you should listen to it and then go away and make loads of changes to how you teach and how you run your classes. But at the very least, go and listen to the information that it presents um, because some of it is really compelling with regards to head trauma. Um, and it is one of those, I don't want to say ticking time bomb, but it's one of those things where, you know, you you look at the changes they've made in football and rugby and everything else and and the head contact in those sports is sort of a bit of a byproduct of the the rules and the way things work it's not you could argue it's not necessarily an intentional thing but with kickboxing and taekwondo and karate and other you know con- stand up contact combat sports it's it's kind of one of the main things is to kick and punch each other in the head you know and the fact that we've gotten away scot-free so far when it comes to legislation is i don't want to say lucky it's actually it's crazy when you think about it um but i think it is only a matter of time until somebody comes along and says hey you know um we need to do something about this and we're going to do something about this uh but yeah anyway go go listen to the episode uh, and see what you think Feel free to message me, Abuse, if you <laughs> see what you think. All right, guys, so uh, the next one we're going to go to is uh, another audio message, um, this time from actually one of our most recent guests, Mr. Damien Hartfield. Hey, Riverdance and Mittmaster, Chris and Matt, hope you're doing well. Um, <coughs> so I came across your podcast in 2020 because of the pandemic. It's been recommended to me a few times, and so I'm fairly new to listening compared to other people. I... Um, I I went back and I listened to a load of the past episodes and I got to say there's honestly only really one reason why I kept listening and that's the two of you like you've had some phenomenal people on the pod in the past but when you're asking to pick a really like a favorite one it was tough and so I've simply had to go with uh, a bit of a cop-out answer it's like I probably wouldn't still be listening if it wasn't for the fact that you two um, and, and the way that you host Honestly, guys, the humor that you bring, the knowledge that you bring, it's like sitting at a bar, chatting to some old mates over a beer. And honestly, for me, that's what's kept it going. So I'm loving, loving the new format. And uh, long live TBT. Take it easy, guys. Well, cheers, Demo. Now, um, I'm just going to try and cover a few things off there. Now, the first thing I can't cover off because I don't know what the reference is, but did you did you refer to him as River Dancing Mittmaster? I've listened to that over and over again. I am trying to remember if there's something that we mentioned in an episode, because <laughs> my memory is shocking, and I can't remember if I did, or he did, or maybe it's something that he's referenced, I, I, I don't know, you've lost me there on that one a little bit, but I just, it just tickled me a little bit, um, 
But yeah, uh, oh, and the TBT thing, for anyone that's listening who doesn't know, uh, it's Talk Bollocks Tuesday, um, which is just a funny name that we've, well, we ended up with it at some point. I think it was during November or December. Um, we record every Tuesday the, the Mitmaster or the Matt Chat episodes, as we call them now. Um, and it just, we just called it Talk Bollocks Tuesday once. It's kind of, it kind of stuck. Um, and yeah, uh, the, the, the reasoning for it, and as, as Damien actually quite kindly mentioned here, you know, listens in for, for the sort of the, the back and forth between us. <clears throat> That's what it is. You know, it's, it, it, yeah, you know, we we talk about serious stuff and we, we talk about um, things that really can help school owners and schools out there. But we try and do it in a sort of a real, like a real way, you know, not too glossed over or false or, you know, sometimes things can be a little bit too pristine with this sort of stuff, you know, sort of polishing it up to be, you've got to do it 100% how we say, or there's no point doing it. I've had that before. I, you know, I, I have been to business conferences and stuff in the in the past and I've been like, hey, you know, um, this really isn't working for us. And they've just turned around and said, oh, well, you must be doing it wrong then. It's like, oh. Oh, okay then. Must be that then, surely. You know, because sometimes it's not a one answer fits everybody. There's not one solution that's going to work for absolutely every school out of there. And you know that that's that's kind of the vibe we try and bring to it is that we're just being honest. We're throwing these ideas back and forth. As I said before, there'll be sometimes things Matt will say that I want. It's not that I don't agree with it. It's just that I've maybe tried it and it hasn't worked for me. So I'll say that doesn't mean that it won't work for Damon or Baz or somebody else. It might be brilliant for them. Um, likewise, they may well have um, tried things that have worked really well for me that they've thought are utter guff, you know. That's just the reality of it. And that's one of the things that we try to do with the Talk Bollocks Tuesday. Um, Apple's algorithms have now thrown an absolute crap fit at me for saying that so many times. But anyway, um, it, it's just trying to bring an air of realism and reality to the podcast it's not some you know as i say some glossy you know, martial arts business podcast where it's all sunshine rainbows and everything's perfect because it's not the reality of all of this it really isn't um right so being the um professional that i am i have of course got another one ready to go with the bits of paper all over my desk so i'm just going to ruffle through some here um right here we go let's go with I'm going to try and find one that I can read, because some of them are audio ones. Right, let's go for this one from Scott J. Um, he says, Hey, Chris, best podcast episode. Lots of good, entertaining, and interesting episodes, but the one that has stayed with me goes way back to 2019. <laughs> and it was cast on Dodgy Dan Grades. Great episode discussing the integrity of belts. It's no secret that there are lots of dodgy instructors and clubs out there. By the way, these are his words. I'm reading this out just to put that out there. (laughs) These aren't my words. Okay. Um, It's no secret that there are lots of dodgy instructors and clubs out there. It does annoy me when you see clubs being run with zero integrity. For me, integrity is a massive part of martial arts, especially hit home when I was out tonight and I saw a child of no more than 10 or 11 years of age out in his gi listening to his mother, bragging to somebody about how he had just been awarded his black belt. Um, you know, it's one of those things, isn't it? It's a subjective thing. Um, you know, I, I don't personally have any issue with 11-year-olds with black belts. I know some people do. I think the important thing is that it's made clear to everybody involved, uh, 
child, parents, other students, which is as far as it needs to go, really, because it's not really anybody else's business outside of that window. Any other schools, and I'm sorry if this upsets anybody else, Scott, I'm sorry. It's not really anybody else's business, is it? Because it's not, they're not your students. It's not our, you know, it's not our school. Um, I know, I know, it's a really subjective one. I know it's a difficult one, but for me personally, um, as long as the honesty and integrity is there within that the the bubble of the students, the parents, the other students, the school the, itself, that's what really matters. Um, that's not to say that there aren't dodgy, like really dodgy things that are going on at other schools. Absolutely, there are. I've talked about those in the past. Um, junior black belts for me. It, it can be an issue at 11 years of age you know if they've been training since they're three four years of age and they put in the time and you know the the ability relative to the standards required at that level are there then i don't see the issue for me as long as it's made clear that it's a junior black belt i don't see the problem you know um do I have a bit of an issue when you see four and five year olds wandering around the black belts? Yes. Um, there's a mountain difference between a four year old and a 10 and 11 year old, like massive. I've come across some 11 year olds that are pretty much, you look at them physically, they're like pretty much adults, obviously mentally and emotionally they're not, but they're mountains. But four and five year olds, no, absolutely not. Um, again, it's a subjective thing, you know, because I don't like it, does it make it wrong overall? No, it's just my personal opinion is I don't agree with four or five-year-old black belts. It's just, it, I just find it a bit icky. But 10 and 11-year-old black belts, I think as long as it's done right in the sense that the honesty and the expectations are laid out throughout the school and the student knows, the parents know, everybody knows it's a junior black belt, there's potentially a retest process for when they become an adult or are deemed able to do an adult black belt test, then I don't really, I don't see where the issue is there. But that being said, you know, you've mentioned the dodgy downgrades. You know, um, I remember the episode. I don't remember the full context of it. Um, it's probably talking about, you know, probably like the junior element of the four, five, six-year-olds. Um and the fact that they are thrown around like sweets sometimes, you know, completely transparent here. Uh, I have had people offer me them in the past, you know, literally turned around and said, you know, oh, if you join us, I'll give you this. Or, you know, you've been doing this for long enough now, you should really be this. And it's not my cup of tea. You know, I, I've got to fourth down. I've had people say, oh, you know, you should really be this downgrade by now. You know, you should this... I'm not bothered, you know. Um, I, it's it's a bit of a um, a weird one. This, and I know people sometimes look at me a bit sideways with this, but I am not bothered about doing any more downgrades. I don't feel that I need to do it. Um, I don't feel that it would benefit my students. I don't feel it would benefit me. I think it's just a little bit of a thing to swing around and say, "Hey, look, I've got another bar on my belt," and it was it's kind of for everybody else. And I don't, I don't need that validation, um, you know. And I don't think the way that, well, I know that the way that I teach within my school, there isn't that vibe either. Um, 
I, I don't present myself as fourth Dan Chris Jones martial arts instructor ever. You know, it's in some of the literature probably somewhere if anybody wants to go around trying to dig. But I haven't, I mean, when did I do it? 2012, 13, I think. I don't remember when I did it. It was that long ago. And yeah, I just, my problem with it is, I guess, again, I'm I'm trying to go off on too much of a tangent here, but, you know, I see so many, like, kids are walking around the same grade as me now and i'm like well what what does it mean what 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 are these stripes relative to anymore what what do they mean you know um and i'm not dissing anybody out there that holds them in great esteem or anything you know to each their own you know whatever's great for you great do it but for me personally they just don't mean anything anymore um especially not when people offer you them just for sort of lasting long enough to get one or if you join our association, we'll chuck you on. And this, I just, you know, send me a check in the post and you can, you know, I don't, I just, it just doesn't feel right. But anyway, that's my wonky take on it. Right, so the next one we're going to go to is, let me see here, is, oh, another long-time listener of the show, it's Daniel. Hi, Chris, Dan here. Congratulations on reaching uh, 100, in brackets, uh, episodes uh, of the podcast uh, love it by the way keep it going here's to 100 more um, pretty sure i've heard all previous 100 episodes um but i'm pretty sure you guess my favorite is the sean claude van damme special as you know i've been a big van damme feel, um, fan for for many many years so that episode was amazing it was brilliant hearing everybody else's stories it was so nostalgic for me um, just thinking back, um, you know, when, when I was listening, it just took me back to the early days, you know, being in my teens in my bedroom watching the uh, Van Dams on VHS, listening to everybody else's stories and the reason they loved Van Damme was amazing. That's my favourite episode. Um, many more, though. I mean, you know, like I say, I've heard loads of them. You know, sometimes I listen to them. They're amazing for information. Sometimes I listen to them. They're just, they're just fun and they're just great to hear about Jackie Chan or Cobra Kai or Mark Tadaskos, that sort of stuff. Brilliant. All the podcast episodes are, are amazing, so keep it going. Thanks a lot, mate. Bye. Cheers, pal. Uh, you know, as you say in your audio note, um, I did guess you were going to talk about Van Damme. You know, uh, listeners out there, this it, Daniel's a top guy. It really is. He's always support the podcast any fundraisers we've done, any um, events or anything, he's always so super, super supportive. Um, and it's rare to come across these nice people that are supportive as he is. Anyway, now that I've done my groveling, um, and yeah, I kind of knew you were going to say it was a Van Damme episode. You know, for those that don't know, um, Dan, Dan is a, like, he, he is a, a Van Damme super fan. I think that is fair to say. Um, some of the stuff that this guy has got in his collection is amazing. Like, super amazing and um he's just so so positive and so active as well you know i've seen on his social media he's always out at different events and doing stuff and happy and out with his family and stuff and anyway before i start sounding too weird (laughs) um yeah that episode was it was a fun experience you know and it was I think it was one of the first episodes... That, well, it was the first episode I did that kind of blew up, you know. Um, it was actually shared on Van Damme socials. Um, 
whether he saw it. Actually, I'm trying to think if he did see it or hear it. Um, because we've got some mutual connections, people that I know that know him. But it's going back a few years now, and I can't actually remember. But I know that I know that it was shared on his social media. I know that much for hundred percent for sure because the 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 stats on that episode went through the roof. You know, whereas you know um, early in the episode you sort of get a, a spike of listeners, and they always sort of peaked at a certain amount. This one just kept going into the thousands and just kept going and going and going, um, which is great because we had new eyes on the podcast. You know. Um, and it was, it was, you know, I won't lie, it was a nice feeling to know that, hey, you know, my podcast is actually now being listened to lots of thousands and thousands of people all at once across the world, you know. Um, anyway, it was, it was, it was cool. It was cool. Anyway, maybe we should do another one. Maybe we should do a Van Damme special too. I'm sure Dan would definitely agree with that. Anyway, moving on. So this next one um, comes from Daryl. Now, what I've actually got to do with this one, I'm actually going to edit it with my eyes so to speak because it is quite a long answer uh and i'm not going to go through all of it but yeah as i say i'm going to edit with my eyes so if if you hear some random pauses that's just me sort of skimming through um so daryl says hey chris uh, i trust you're doing well i am thank you apart from having a bit of a cold but you know not too bad can't complain much worse things that could be going on um he says i've got to admit the weekend when you joined us for training with uh sifu chris crudelli at the village hall it's totally my favourite. Having you there was awesome. You're not just a skilled martial artist, but also incredibly humble and just an all-round nice guy. It was great getting to know you a bit and sharing some training time. Well, very kind of you to say. Um, I've got to add, I didn't pay him anything to say that. <laughs> but no, it was. it's nice to say that. Uh, sorry, nice of you to say that. Um, then he says, uh, now the podcast gets together afterwards. Yeah, that was a bit of a struggle for me. I've got this weird, weird fear phobia of microphones and hearing myself on recordings. And I actually, this is me now interjecting. I get that, Daryl. I totally get that. I mean, I'm, I don't suffer with that anymore. Thank goodness, because it would be difficult doing a podcast. But it is weird when you're not used to it. I totally get that. And then he actually goes on to add, it stems from being deaf and having bad speech impediments as a child. It's why I usually steer clear of social media posts. But Mr. Credelli. This guy has an uncanny ability to read people. A simple look from him can either calm things down or amp things up as needed. He totally sensed I was uneasy, and with just a look, he reassured me. It really, sorry, I really do not even know if he knows that he's doing it. So I stuck around and joined in. I even listened to the podcast later without freaking out, which was big steps for me. And I mean, that, that's that's nice to know. Um you know, for those that don't know, uh, well, you, many of you probably will. I did a a, a, tra- a training weekend with Chris, Chris Cadelli and, and some of his students, and afterwards we stayed around and we did a recording and got you know, some of his students to hang back as well, and they all joined in and stuff. Um, and it was a really unique experience. It was a bit different to what I normally do in that normally everything's done online, uh, but we did this one in person, and I actually took up the offer as well to training with the joining with the training weekend as well. I thought it was. It was a great opportunity to train with somebody of his standards and his experience, um, and also to push myself as well, you know, uh, which we did. It was it was good fun, but it was hard training, you know. And then afterwards, we we did the podcast with me sort of creaking and falling to bits. <laughs> I've been pushed myself for the entire weekend, um, but Daryl actually you know stayed and 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 joined in as well. Um, anyway, I'm going to carry on because there's some more relevant bits here as well. He said, um, "I went to Okinawa afterwards." Uh, and I started recording daily videos for my students, documenting my travels. 
something I've never had imagined doing before. It's not just Sifu, uh, Chris Cridelli's magical mojo powers. You played a big part too. You're just naturally talented at making people feel at ease. So thank you. Well, that is kind of you to say. Um, I don't think everybody would say that. <laughs> um, <laughs> unless people have given me a reason to not. you know, um, I, do, I generally am quite laid back with people. Um, I know that there's people out there that have probably got horror stories about interactions I've had with them, but generally speaking, they've probably done something to warrant it. Um, obviously, you haven't. <laughs> so, you know, but no, generally speaking, I am pretty laid back and nice with most people, you know, unless it's needed otherwise. Um, I'm just reading back here. Um, uh, chaos. Uh, I don't read everything else. There's some personal stuff in there. Um, and so says here, I know this might not be what you're looking for and it might not be something you can use, but I just wanted to take this chance to finally share my appreciation. Take care and keep kicking. Well, thank you. Um, as I say, there's some stuff that I've omitted in the, from the message because it, it, yeah, it's not that it's totally personal, but there are some things that I don't like to always share um, in these public recording for, forums as such. Um, but no, thank you for your kind words, you know, and look... I do. I find, look, I'll be honest. I find it hard sometimes when people say to me, "Oh, you know, you've you've inspired me to do this, or you've influenced with this, or you've helped me get through these this this time and this these problems and stuff." It's just weird. It's not that I'm not accepting of it, and it's not that I don't believe it, and I'm I'm not that I'm trying to undermine on you know anything that people say. It's just really hard to think that me sitting at my desk and waffling into a microphone has that much of an impact on people you know um and look i listen to a lot of podcasts and i watch a lot of youtubers and stuff and i know how much i enjoy that process and i know how much uh, i look forward to it so i can it's not that i don't think it's real it's just it's, it's very different when it's you that they're saying it to um it's weird I do, find, I do find it hard to accept, and I probably always will, because that's not, it's just not who I am, you know, um, but no, thank you for your kind words, and I'm, I'm glad that I was able to inspire you to, to give it a go yourself, you know, um, you have to send me some links, if you listen to this, Daryl, you have to send me some links, because I'd be quite interested to see the, um, the, the blogs, the or vlogs, whichever they were, that you did whilst you were in uh, Okinawa. I'd be really interested to see those, actually, if it's something that you feel you can share. Not that I would share it beyond anybody else, I just but just for my own curiosity, I guess. Right, we're going to um, jump to another audio note now, uh, this time from Simon. Hi, Chris. Hope you're well. Um, just replying to your recent post um, around what's your favourite episode or favourite guest to appear on the, the show. Um, for me, it was... Once you changed the format quite recently and went to um, the YouTube option and also the um, the podcast option, it was a show you did with Damien Harfield. Um, I just really enjoyed that show because it was just you know quite random in its uh, in its content. You know, it could have gone off in any direction depending on how the conversation went. Um, I think it was great rather than being too formal. It just you know it, it just flowed and worked really well. Um, yes, yeah, so that was it for me. Um, Thanks a lot. Cheers. Cheers, Simon. Yeah, um, as I've always mentioned, uh, you know, I think it's as much to do with the guest 
in this case, which was Damien as well. I'm not going to take anything away from him, as it is to do with the format change that this one keeps coming up a little bit. And it's a more recent one as well. I just want to say that because I didn't want to just sound like I'm taking anything away from Damien as a person, but um, I think people do actually did it actually genuinely like listen to him too. But I think another part of that was that it was the format change. Um, you know, as, as Simon alluded to there, you know, it's just, it, I needed it for me as much as I felt it was needed for the industry, I guess. Um, something different, you know, there, there's so many people out there interviewing people talking about, you know, and I've, I've look, I've not hid, hidden this, I've made no bone about it, you know. I just got bored of listening to people talking about how many competitions they've won, you know, how many titles they've got, how many dang grades they have, and all this. It's like, yeah, I, I get it. It's kind of relevant with it being a martial arts podcast, but I'm kind of also bored of hearing it too. And I just like to have real conversations with martial artists. You know, yeah, you know, about what's your favorite kick, but also about, you know, what's your favorite sweets? You know, <laughs> what TV shows are you watching? You know, real stuff as well. You know, th- you know things that, you know impact us all or are part of our regular lives and that's what these conversations are about i don't want to say interviews because they're not interviews they're they're conversations you know and yes inevitably when i have a guest come on for a conversation there will be elements of the discussion around what they do or around what they're promoting because that's the trade-off you know otherwise you know, some people will come on just out the goodness of their heart because they just want a conversation. But a lot of times it'll be because they have a product to sell or something that they're promoting. That's the reality of podcasting. But if interspersed in that, we can have a fun conversation too. It's a much more enjoyable process for me. I have had some guests on before in the past where we have done the interview format and they are only on to plug something, be it a book or a course or something. And it is literally the most mind-numbing experience trying to tease something out of them other than the book they're trying to promote um and you know that that particular conversation that simon mentioned there with with demo was a classic example you know we we talked about coffee we, we we talked about computer games we talked about family stuff we just you know it was just a relaxed conversation there was some martial arts interspersed in there as well absolutely there was but you know, the heart of it, though, was just a, a normal, real conversation. So, yes, thank you for that, Simon. And thank you for your support as well, because you tend to get involved with a lot of stuff we do, and it is really appreciated. Right, so this next one uh, is going to be from Sarah. Now, I've got this one prepped on my screen, because it's another Facebook message. What I did was just to pr- prompt myself, as I, printed, I did, like, screenshots and printed them off. But what I neglected to notice was it chopped the bottom of all the conversation. So I've had to reload them all on my screen. But I'm ready with my two screens here. I'm ready in the studio. Uh, so it's a bit of a longer one, this. I'm, I'm going to read it all out because uh, it is all relevant. So Sarah says, um, Hi, just a quick thanks for your podcasts. I'm enjoying catching up on some of them. They feel relatable, sort of comforting to know that other martial artists and instructors share the same problems in brackets, including the leaky roof. Yes, that this is me now. The bloody leaky roof, which came back over the last week. We've had all this crazy storm, whatever they called it. I can't remember. Um, and... The leaky roof came back. Thankfully, not too much damage, but yes, still leaks. Uh, and then she goes on to say, quirks and general weirdness. Yes, this is me again. Yes, they do. You know, we, uh, I, I've always wanted to try and make it relatable in that sense of podcast. You know, it's real. This is, I'm talking about real things that I have going on in my school. Um, you know, parent things, um, you know, weird quirks, things that go on, things that work, don't work, 
just the true reality of running a martial arts school in 2024. You know, not glossing it over, not trying to sell myself as this, that, or the other. The realities of running a school. That's what it's about. Uh, she then goes on to say, "I can't pick on one. Fa- I can't pick out one favourite, but I do like the ones with Matt. I like the chat and the banter, and pick up a good bit of information." Also, you both seem non-judgmental, open-minded, and then she says in brackets, I met a few others who are far from it. <laughs> and this is me again now interjected. I get what you're saying 100%. It's the martial arts industry. Uh, and then going back on to what she's saying, uh, my two favourite being, uh, does Black Belt equal an instructor? And is it okay to have a small martial arts school? Um, our school is relatively small, 70 to 80 students, but I'm fairly happy and always learning on how and what to change and hopefully to improve my club. Slightly different to others as we are a voluntary run club and do it all for free after work. Either I love it or I'm crazy or a bit of both. I also just listened to your catch up with Stuart Wade. It triggered memories of when I when he came to train in Hull a couple of times. Uh, when I sorry came to tra- I'm reading this all back to front here. I'm going to start this bit again. Also, just listen to your catch-up with Stuart Wade. It triggered memories of when he came to Hull a couple of times to teach when I was training under Master Stuart Wilkes. Absolutely loved training back then. And she says, anyway, I've rambled on. Thanks, Sarah. No, you didn't ramble on. It was all all relevant. Um, So, yeah, you said there, my two favourite being, does Black Belt equal instructor? And is it okay to have a small martial arts school? Yeah, so um, two very different topics, obviously. The Black Belt equal instructor one. Uh, that's the one I wanted to touch on because, you know, obviously it's been a long-standing grey area in our uh, industry in that literally you get a black belt, you can call up and get insurance. Uh, and that is slightly bonkers. Um, does a black belt mean that you've acquired skills to a certain level? Yes. Does it mean that you understand a lot of different things? Yes, but it doesn't mean necessarily that you can teach it. Um, I've come across some lower grades in my time that are fantastic coaches, but can't technically be qualified because they aren't black belts. But then I've come across some black belts that are far from awesome when it comes to instructing, I think it's fair to say. Um, Highly skilled, physically capable, know this stuff, but just can't teach it, you know? Um, It takes a certain personality type, really, to be a a good instructor, I think, anyway. and then obviously the legalities of it all, we've, we've done full episodes. Go back and listen to that one. I'd probably ramble on about it for ages on my soapbox. Um, and then the other one is, uh, is it okay to have a small martial arts school? You know, that is, uh, there was a subject I wanted to touch on because there is this pressure um, to get to certain numbers, I feel, within this industry, you know, from certain corners. And it it doesn't need to be about that at all. You know, you can... Your school can be as big as you want it to be. Uh, I haven't listened back to that episode in a long time, so I, I, I don't know if I'm going to actually contradict myself in any of this now. And if I do, please don't shoot me. We all change over time. But, you know, is it okay to have a small school? Absolutely it is. You know, it, it's what you need from it. You know, obviously in your case, Sarah, you mentioned that you do it as a voluntary thing, which is absolutely fantastic. You know, I think that's a brilliant thing to do. But on the on the, on the the flip side of it, I think running a really small martial arts school and, and charging a premium for it and, and you know, potentially maybe outpricing certain people that's fine you know do whatever's right for you you know if that's the way that you want to run it run it um i run mine somewhere in between um being open and honest we're floating at around 140 members at the minute which is a good sort of 60 down on where we were uh pre-pandemic um but i'm happy with it now you know uh, do we bring as much money in no but 
I'm happy with it at those levels. I am more comfortable with it. I enjoy it more. Um, you know, actually, at the minute, I'm actually planning out and mapping all of. I'm taking on some of Matt's advice. Actually, I'm planning uh, mapping out my year. So I'm getting all my workshops planned out, all my different you know, um, holiday camps and all that sort of stuff. I'm just getting it all done ahead of time. Um, I'm actually going to be offering it at discounts if people pre-book and that sort of thing. So. I'm just trying to work what I've got a little bit better from a business perspective, if that makes sense, rather than trying to throw numbers at the building and then get myself to a place where I'm not enjoying it anymore. Um, and, it, you know, those extra 60 members can do that because it's not just the numbers on the mats. It's everything behind the scenes. It's the additional parents in the building with the many quirks and complaints that they have. Um, it, it all adds up. And, you know, we've got more staff members in now, which is well, which is great. But at the same time, it is still okay to have a small school. You know, there is, as I say, from certain corners, this push that it's all about numbers. You've got to get more in. You've got to get more in. You've got to get more in. And you quite simply don't have to if you don't want to. You know, it's success is relative, isn't it, really? Um, so, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned those two, actually, because... They are really important ones. Right. Um, so let's jump to... Right, yeah, I've done Simon. I've got my bits of paper here on my desk. You can probably hear me rustling them. Um, we've got two left. Okay, so I'm going to go to Jess. Um, and Jess said... Oh, this is a relatively short one. Um, can I entry Daniel Barfoot's episode as it's one I've actually listened to? <laughs> just to caveat that, what she means there is she's only just started listening to the podcast recently. She does go on to say... Um, although I know Stuart Wade quite well, and I'm sure that's an excellent one too, I need to actually listen to it. It's on the list. Uh, actually, read that again. It's on the list. It goes, and I'll make an effort to catch up with a few more too. I had no idea you were doing this competition, else I'd have been more dedicated to it. <laughs> well, you know, hey, look, I, I I appreciate the honesty, to be fair. But Daniel's actually, Daniel's um, episode was a good one. Um. It was, I'm trying to think. It was around about... It was post-pandemic. It was just as we were coming out of the various restrictions and lockdowns and stuff. And we were talking about the psychological impacts that that would have on our students and the different things that we could do to put in place to help them with coming back into training again. At least I think that's what we did. Because I know he was definitely part of our... Um, kickback instructor support group that i ran through the pandemic where we had weekly zoom meetings just to chat things out whether it was talking about any concerns people had or just to de-stress have a bit of a vent a bit of a rant or talk about strategies to put in place and um, that was something i was particularly proud of actually um you know we, we we did it for free we didn't charge there were other people who took my idea and actually monetized it you know half of the course i guess um, you know, it's just the industry it's just full of people like that uh, I wanted to run it for free I actually um, I'm not trying to hold up a flag and say hey look at me but I absorbed the costs um, we did the weekly zoom meetings it, it helps people you know I know it did we had, we had the feedback from it but I'm pretty sure because he actually came on and gave up some of his time to talk to people about this and I invited him back on again to talk about it on the podcast and I'm pretty sure that was a discussion point the psychological effects of the pandemic on our students or what to look out for the different things we need to consider the changes we might need to make uh and and I noted them and actually put them in place um right so the final spot is reserved to um 
Mr. Donovan Winter has been a guest twice of recent. So uh, let's see what Donovan had to say. Hey, Chris, I hope you're well. I just wanted to send you over a voice note to say who my favourite podcast guest was. So in my opinion, I think I've weighed it up. There's lots of the guests that I really enjoyed listening to. But out of all of them, my favourite's got to be probably Donovan. And the reason why it's Donovan is I think he was incredibly insightful. And then on top of that, I just think if there's anybody I'd go to for anything related to marketing or growing my martial arts school or anything like that, I think he'd be the guy I'd, I'd go straight to just based on based on that podcast. Well, I mean, surprising you say that, really. I mean, <laughs> cheeky sod. <laughs> when, I, when I saw that come through, I was like... I messaged him straight back and said, I'm going to use that. You do know that, don't you? I'm going to use it. <laughs> uh, obviously, yeah, just a bit of fun. But um, Donovan's been on twice recently. He actually did He did the last episode in the old format before I I, I just did a runner for a while and didn't do any recording for a bit. Well, I had a bit of, an, a, bit of a brain space. Um, but, yeah, he came on and he was the first guest on the new format when we ended up talking about aliens, lizard people, COVID conspiracies and all sorts of craziness but um obviously donovan is an expert in facebook marketing he's somebody that i've worked with i've actually worked with him a year ago now um working on some ads for my school which which worked really well um but i'm actually going to be doing a little something with him uh in the new year too which i am going to go into in a little bit more detail i'm actually going to have him on the show to talk about it uh that's third time but um we're going to we'll, well, we're working on something together um, just to hopefully... Because, look, let's, uh, let's be honest. There's, there's a lot of Facebook ad market, marketing people out there, which, let me, I'll say it straight, they, they, they do a great job. There's lots of different people who all do a great job. But I know that there are a lot of people out there that are super sceptical about it, that are worried that it might create the wrong sort of perception of their school or don't understand it are worried they're going to get ripped off which i get it because i've been there multiple times as a especially as a younger coach when i was first you know setting my business i got ripped off a few times i'll be honest with you i got ripped off i got burnt by it and i didn't want to touch it ever again not facebook marketing but sort of different um business gurus so to speak uh so i've had a chat with donovan we've come to an agreement we've worked something out for the new year um, and we're actually going to use my school as a guinea pig. So it's not going to be, you know, just somebody coming on saying, hey, this is great and this is how it works. We're actually going to use my school as a real-time case. That's as much as I'm going to say about it for now. I'm going to let Donovan come on and have a little chat about it at some point very, very soon. It has to be soon because we're going to have to do it soon. Uh, but, yeah, just a little teaser there as to um, as to what we're going to do. And Donovan... You what, what you like sending that anyway? I said I was going to use it, so I've used it. <laughs> he voted for himself. <laughs> anyway, well you got to you know look you can't don't believe in yourself. Who does you know? Fair play to him. Fair play to him. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to close really. Um, without getting too soppy, just to say thank you to everybody for their support. You know, um, who'd have thunk? Eh? When I set off on this whole podcasting thing that I'd do over a hundred episodes. I mean. It's mad. I can't, you know, just... I can't even sit down and think of 20 episodes I've done, let alone 100. Um, oh, I'm getting a call coming in at exactly the same time. Hang on, how do I stop it? It's actually Donovan as well. I don't know if you can hear that. Hang on, I'm going to just decline his call. I don't know if you could hear the audio then. Anyway, um, 
yeah, <laughs> the chances of that. But um, yeah, you know, just to say thank you to everybody for um, just getting involved. You know, whether it's sending in audio notes, whether it's being a guest, whether it's buying a T-shirt, sharing a link, leaving a review, having a moan. Whether you were that person that sent me that first email telling me that I'm useless before I'd even done an episode, you know, thank you as well because, you know, that's just how people are, I guess. Um, but no, thanks for sticking by it and know that I am more pumped than ever to push this podcast and make it even bigger, even better, um, but keep it real, you know. Um, and hopefully you guys can stick by you know i've said this before countless times but things you can do to help share the links you know share it in groups share it on your wall share it in messenger tell your friends you know tell your instructors just just getting involved as much as you can with with sharing what the what i do with the podcast is a massive help secondary things like you know um visiting our sponsors so you know martialytics who have been a supporter of ours since pretty early on in the podcast and then obviously uh, mitmaster.com you know um, matt comes on every tuesday gives his time up uh, with the, the <laughs> technically called matt chat but now they're talk bothers tuesday episodes i suppose we've called them um you know he's been involved with the podcast he actually came on as one of the first guests and then subsequently from that we we worked something out where he came on and did like a, a guest section and then we actually turned into co-hosting every tuesday um you know you can you can support us by using the links on the banner so kickbackpodcast.com or anything that i post in the various groups and stuff if you buy a mitmaster products through those links we get a small percentage back and that really helps with the costs which you know they're only going up i've said this before but the price of the hosting is going up and up and up and we're getting to a point now where i'm going to have to start looking at potentially using different hosting options as well so we can get um, just to make things out a little bit more professional as well. Um, not that I think we're not doing it right, but we can do it even better still, I think. And you know, one of the ways we can do that is by switching to a more sort of professional podcasting hosting platform. But that comes with costs. So if you nice people can go out there and buy things through the Mitmaster link, the banners on the website, uh, kickbackpodcast.com, we'll put the top there or down the bottom somewhere, I think there as well. Or just using the ones through the um, the group that I post as well, or sometimes on my own personal profile as well, you can see them there. As I say, we get a, a, a percentage of that back, and there's a wide variety of uh, products on there. You know, from obviously pad holding stuff through to teaching content, syllabus, uh, business stuff. There's loads of content on there, so go go and have a rifle through, but just do it through the links on the the website or through the 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 group that I post. Anyway, guys, I'm going to leave it there. Thank you all so so much for your support over the last five six years, whatever it is now, the hundred plus episodes. Um, it's been great listening to what you've had to say and reading back through your thoughts. And here's the 2024, and let's see what it brings. Um, as I've said, you know, maybe if there's enough interest, we might even do a live show, you know, an in-person one. Uh, maybe even a couple of in-person events as well where you can get involved, you know. But tell us, is it something that you're interested in? Would you want to Would you want to come along to an event if we were to organise it? Um, you know, the two of us doing a Talk Bollocks Tuesday episode in person where you guys can ask questions and get involved and strategize and that sort of thing. Would that be something you'd be interested in? If it is, let us know. Drop us an email at christianstkd at gmail.com or through the website or through the Facebook group or Messenger or WhatsApp 07802889391. I'd be happy to hear. Anyway, guys, hope you're having a good Christmas break, New Year break, 
and ready to get back to your tra- uh, teaching and training. And I'll catch you all very soon, no doubt, probably next Tuesday with Matt Chapman. All right, guys, thanks a lot. Bye. Brought to you by www.mitmaster.com.